Hello and welcome to the Limerick Voice podcast. My name is Mairead Cleary and you're very welcome along to this, the final episode of this series. We did it guys, we are at the end. Now, as you know, this podcast is an accompaniment to the online content that's been going up on limerickvoice.com and it all leads up to the finale, that is the paper. The Limerick Voice paper will be hitting the shelves of Limerick tomorrow. It's an accompaniment of the Limerick leader, so yes, it will be on the shelves tomorrow. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit of a different one to the norm. This episode, I have snuck into the newsroom. I've talked to some of the editors involved. We chat to Nicole Glennon, the editor-in-chief. We talked to Sarah Cullen, the features editor, Cahill Doherty on news, O'Maloney on sports. And of course, the production side, we had a chat with production manager, Amy Wells. So I hope you enjoy this kind of different episode. And uh, here's what they thought of the process now that they're coming near the end. So this newsroom is like a hive. There's busy bees all around me, but beside me is the queen bee, it's the editor. Um, Nicole Glennon, how are you doing? Good. Um, we're extremely busy in here. We've been here pretty much all day and all night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the finished product and I think it'll be all worth it in the end. So this is a, a longer edition of the paper, as we know. What kind of stories can the reader look forward to getting their hands on? I think the Limerick Voice this year is really offering readers something that they're not going to find in any other newspaper. The type of stories we're covering are so unique and I just think they're so incredibly interesting. Um, a couple you can look forward to. One, we're looking at the widespread misuse of anti-anxiety medications in Limerick. We're also looking at a local farmer who's transforming her farm into a vegan sanctuary. Um, just lots of you know original stories that I don't see being picked up by other publications. Um, I mean, we have a lot of original content coming out. I don't want to say too much, but um, if you pick up the paper tomorrow, you'll read all about it. So we've actually added eight pages onto the Limerick Voice this year. We also have uh, the return of the business and agriculture section. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot more of the voice for people to get stuck into this year. And it's a big, it's a big team and it's a big paper. Um, how did you find managing it? Um, it's been a struggle, I won't lie. Um, I think part of the reason I went for the role is I've always kind of gravitated towards, um, you know, leading groups. It's something that I'm probably more comfortable with than a lot of people would be. So I found it easier in that respect. Um, I have been told that... You know, as stressful as it is that I'm doing an all right job, so hopefully that's reflected in the paper. Um, I have to say, like, the section editors have obviously helped very much, so it's a team effort. It's a team effort. Like, I am, I'm, my job is more so making sure I'm on top of what all of our section editors are doing, and you know, they're taking care of their individual reporters. So at the end of the day, I don't have too much to do. <laughs> well, that's debatable, if ever I heard. Um, I remember that day when you said your pitch and you were chosen to be the editor of the Limerick Voice and you thought of that incredible catchline, inform, engage, inspire. Do you think that you have achieved the, the aims of um, the project? I do, yeah. I think, you know, my, my reason behind them kind of was that I wanted readers to be informed about issues, for the stories to be interesting enough, eye-catching enough, the readers fully engage with the story and then to inspire them so you know whether it's inspiring them in the sense of they're going to go and use their vote or that they're actually aware of issues affecting them um, and I do think we've achieved that I think 
there's a lot of stories in the paper that people wouldn't know about that are going to inform them of events they're going to be really engaged in them and hopefully it's going to inspire our readers um, to make the change that we need to see in Limerick Fantastic and then just one last question I know this, these are stories like you said that you might normally see you might not normally see rather in um, other publications is it the fact that we have a young team or why do you think we've kind of got that those different angles going I think the strength of the Limerick Voice team this year has been the fact that people are just they have so many different interests and so many different talents. Um, obviously, My Baby has been the paper, but I have to say our online platform has been amazing this year, as has the podcast um, and the socials. And I do think that's a result of people just having such a wide variety of skills. Also, the fact that the team is from all over the country. So there would have been issues that people would recognise in their own hometowns. And they could bring that information to Limerick and say, okay, this isn't being covered in Limerick. Is this an issue that affects Limerick? The sort of youth um, aspect has been another thing. There's been a couple of stories that we've brought to our lecturers that they were completely unaware of, completely shocked by, which to us wasn't particularly shocking. When we sat down to write the stories, you know, different age groups to us really thought they were just they were scandalised by them but um, yeah, I, yeah I definitely think people are going to pick up the paper and obviously we are a young team but we still have lecturers and different people helping us so we do have a mix of everything you know and we've all worked in you know on our cooperative placements which we all undertook in second year we had people working in radio stations newspapers just everything really across the country and that's really influenced people's um, ideas and skills and stuff they've brought into this year which has really helped so we are near the end tomorrow the paper goes on the shelves in Limerick it's the Thursday the 5th of December how do you feel now that you've you've met it across the finish line basically yeah I have to say it was the greatest feeling ever sending those documents off and going to print I, at this point, I'm just, I know there's nothing more I can do and I'm just so excited to see what people make of The Voice this year. I really hope we get a lot of interaction online and you know on the streets and that we can see if people really were informed, engaged and inspired by this year's Voice. So our sports editor, Owen Maloney, this is production week, you're near the end. How do you feel? Stressed out. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's exciting stuff. It's why we do the job. It is intense, but... Um, it's gratifying when you see the paper eventually coming together like so it, we're getting there slowly but surely but yeah and in that paper what can we expect what can we look forward to um i suppose this year is quite a lot a lot of kind of what you call fringe stories um you won't see much of your regular maybe ga coverage or that but you'll see a lot of random sports we even have esports included this year you have powerlifting there's uh, mma yeah, you do have your general bit of rugby, sport, uh, sorry, GAA, stuff like that, but um, uh, uh, definitely what you'd call a wide spectrum of sports covered. And is that from the, the, the flavour of the team? Was there a broad interest in sport or what inspired that? Um, I suppose just from the perspective that you can go on to any news organisation in Ireland right now and read about Limerick Hurling or read about Munster Rugby, but... I suppose the lesser spotted things can often be very interesting and I think the Limerick Voice this year, our, our sports team have done a brilliant job on finding uh, some very unusual but really stories that are v definitely worth covering and I think people will definitely be very intrigued when they pick up our paper. And there was um, a great multi-platform approach by the sports team. You were live tweeting, you had also had a podcast, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. Um, how did you find that approach and I suppose it was challenging but were you happy with the result? 
Um, yeah, definitely. It was the first year I think the the Voice has done a podcast, but it's the way media is moving. It's as you said, it's multi-platform now. You can't just be one thing anymore. You have to be all things. It is more challenging, but if you're clever about it, you can make it work. For instance, one of our main interviewees, without giving away the keys to the kingdom, was a, is a professional Muay Thai fighter, and uh, we brought him in for our first live podcast. So you can hit two birds with one stone too, and if you can make the multi-platform angle work for you as well, if you if you're clever about it. So while it is more work and it is the way things are going, if you're clever it is a it, it, it's rewarding and it'll work for you as well okay and I suppose the last question I have a little sneak peek preview of our sports section and it's great to see there's a lot of stories about women's sports was that in a priority when you came into the job it has to be yeah especially with the 20 for 20 campaign being so big at the moment they've done an excellent job you're seeing women's sport in general is, is on the rise you had 56,000 at the ladies football final a huge crowd at the Camogie, fi- the Camogie All-Ireland final the hockey uh, girls were absolutely brilliant um, our own Niamh Mulcahy here in Limerick we did a piece with her she got her first all-star we should have had one years ago but obviously there's a Limerick boys <laughs> but uh, we have a story with her and yeah it, it is it, it, like, it's playing put, put simply women deserve the coverage so they haven't been getting it and, and it, it is getting better and it needs to continue to get better but I suppose that's something that the Limerick voice draw for was to, to give uh, women the equal coverage they deserve give them a voice as well well Owen thanks very much and best look it's published thanks very much so this year saw the return of the farming and business sections of the Limerick voice newspaper and both of these sections fell on the shoulders of Kathleen O'Sullivan and our regular listeners will know Kathleen as the answer to the big question our regular section so you've been everywhere how have you found the experience so far I'm sure everyone is sick of me too with this stage it's been it's been great it's been challenging it's had its challenges um, really really rewarding now I've actually found in the past week probably the most enjoyable now I was quite active from the start writing for online and I did enjoy that but this past week has definitely been probably my favourite week by far I've really loved you know getting into it you know I've been seeing everyone's stories all along and seeing them progress and editing but there's something about everything being placed on a page together and the pictures and everything comes to life a lot more and there's just something about that that you just can't beat that we haven't had before now so it's been really really great and it was very important to include a business and a farming section but look into farming first I know over the summer we had the beef protest there's ongoing feuds only only last week um, the tractors took over Kildare Street in Dublin and, and pedestrian items of place let's be honest um, how important is it covering those rural stories yeah so I suppose for the paper now anyway we kind of it's almost reflecting back on the year that it's been it's been a very 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 hard year for farmers anyone in rural areas there's been a lot going on so we've touched on that in the paper for sure um more so reflecting because we are at that time of year and it's it's been a year now since the beef plan movement gained traction so and also the business section i mean brexit was meant to happen in march and it was meant to happen in october and it still hasn't particularly happened i'm sure you've had your hands full with it I mean, it's meant to happen in January, but I won't be hanging along for that either, to be honest. Yeah, we do something included. Um, the thing about things like that is there's always something and you think something, you know, you think every update is big. and So, yeah, we've been trying to keep on top of it some way online, which is, you know, good for the paper because it just meant, you know, for us, it wasn't like we had to work towards this one big topic. It was we were tackling it all along, all along. So it just meant we had to get the big you know the biggest update onto the paper which meant a lot of our work just couldn't a lot of our writing couldn't be done until the last week so it has been pretty mental it has been pretty busy for you but tomorrow 
it's going to be launched tomorrow is Thursday the 5th of December how do you think it'll feel when you have this over the line and done strange um, it's <laughs> you know what been, to do with yeah it's been overwhelming to say the least it's, it's been very exciting and as I said just to see the physical paper in front of you you know it, you do all the little steps all along but you never you don't see something being achieved and when you actually see the finished product it makes it all worth it so I'm really really excited and really really proud of everyone and their work Kathleen thank you so much and thank you for joining us every week in the podcast um, you've been online you've been in the paper and you've been on the air so we couldn't ask more of you Kathleen you're a star thank you thanks so much Marid so one of the most exciting elements of the paper this year is our feature section it's big and it's probably better than ever. Our features editor is beside me, Sarah Cullen. How did you find the process? It has been a long process, as you can imagine, <laughs> but it's been really rewarding. Um, we've got an excellent feature section that's been, it's been being updated up until this week. And there's just so much to go in, fighting for spaces for the stories, because just so many interesting people around Limerick like, that have a story to tell, we want to tell their story. Um, and then just little cute pieces too, you know, we have lovely photographs and everything. So really excited for it. And it was great this year, we, the feature section is actually longer than it ever has been. So um, that was really exciting for us as well. So we were delighted, I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously there was a big team as well behind it from the very start. Yeah. And even the position of features, it was highly sought after. Um, do you think having that big team brought loads of different kinds of stories forward? Oh, absolutely. So like we had people working on kind of health stories and things about issues within the healthcare system then we had one guy who went and took a modeling class for a day so that's like brilliant yeah fantastic story really interesting um just all different personalities that's what you need for something like this and everyone has their own flair everyone has their own style and the best thing is sitting down to edit a story and 1700 words long and it's all wonderful and you're like i can't cut this but um (laughs) it's a good complaint it's a good complaint but um i think we have the best of the best of the best now going into this section thank god and online as well features had a great presence online and can you think of one or two feature stories that you were particularly proud of that did well um on our social medias something that's actually um came on came from the online onto the paper is the series by Siobhan Cummins the Limerick Voices from Abroad I think that's a gorgeous piece we have a lovely page on it we have an exclusive interview for that um, so really excited for that I think it was a lovely piece um, as well as that what else online you know we did an interview with Hudson Taylor um, we had great features was one of my favourite stories was one of our first stories I think it was actually it went up the first day um, we went live on the Limerick Voice website and it was with 14 year old Saoirse she might be 15 now actually Saoirse, Saoirse Exton who was really involved for the mm. March for Change and all the climate action so that was a lovely piece and something to really I, th- I think it was a great story to start with because it kind of showed what we were looking to do with the feature section and it really did I think we we filled out our brief what's our brief for Limerick Voice? Inform, engage, inspire well brilliant Sarah Cullen best of luck next week and thanks for talking to us so no newspaper is complete without news the hint is in the name and standing in front of me is this year's news editor Cahal Doherty how are we keeping? I'm doing good Um, currently it's production week here at Limerick Voice and I have been sifting through the news section all day Um, basically we're piecing stories together we're getting onto a page we're sub-editing them we are making sure the layout and design is perfect for our release next week and can you tell us what does the reader have to look forward to in that release? So basically one of our most exciting stories that we have for 
next week is our story on chemsex. So basically, chemsex is about the rise of the use of drugs to enhance sexual stimulation. Um, basically, this is a big issue that's being currently seen in Limerick and particularly within the LGBT community and the rise of the drug, cur drug currently known as GHB. Um, basically, it's a very dangerous substance and we can't wait for the people and more information and awareness to be raised about this topic. And an investigative piece. Um, is there a lot of investigative pieces in the paper? Do you think it's going to be a, a bit of an eye-opening read? Yes, I think it's going to be an extremely eye-opening read. We've got a lot of great pieces in the paper at the moment, especially our leading, one of our leading stories, which is, again, about drugs, but it's what people really want to hear about, what people are really interested in about, because we do have a really big drug epidemic here in Limerick at the moment, and it's not a lot of things, well, not, and people aren't really talking about that. I think people really need to start having this conversation, having this awareness about drugs, and understanding how to be safe around drugs. And so behind every paper, there is design, elements, there's pictures, there's captions, there's editing and in charge of all that is the production manager Amy Wells. Amy, how are you keeping? I know you're up to your eyes working. I'm doing okay. This week is my week to be super stressed. So Nicole, for example, has been working on the stories for the past few weeks. All our section editors have been working. I've been kind of sitting back doing what I can but now is my time to really get into gear and we're almost there and we're looking very good considering the fact that we're going to it. And can you tell me what your job entails as a production manager? So there's two sides to it really. So there's the side that everyone sees. Number one is to make the paper look good, make it look pretty. That includes looking at things like aesthetics, colours, photographs making sure our photographs on the right place on the page, the right one is chosen to match a photograph. Just making the paper look pleasing to the eye because that's what makes people pick it up and want to read it. If you have a page with loads of text, no one's going to want to read it. You have to make it look appealing as possible. That is the kind of more fun side of things. There's also a lot of kind of bookkeeping, so everything has to be correct. It's my job to make sure everything is spelled correctly. Everything is in its proper place. All the captions are correct. Everyone is credited for what they're credited for. Yeah. Nothing is taken. Everything has permission to be used. And also that everything is just uniform on every single page. Other than that, it's just um, kind of being creative and uh, you know making the paper stand out uh, and make it look different to other papers. So obviously your job has a lot to do with sub-editing as well as design. Um, you're probably familiar with nearly every story in this paper. What do you think of this edition of the Limerick Voice? I think it's one of the most diverse issues of the Limerick Voice we've seen. I have had to have my eyes on every single page of this paper at least five times. And I've had to read them for length, I've had to read them for clarity. And I can say without a doubt, even though I haven't been hugely involved in the, uh, creation, uh, the creation of content, that this paper is hugely unique and is covering some really topical issues. There is a story done by our editor and also two of the reporters, including yourself, Mairead, uh, about girls and OnlyFans. It's something I've never seen covered before and I think it's a really, it's not only visually innovative on the page, but it's also a really hard-hitting story. Other than that, we've got really important things. We've got loads of health being covered. We have a business and agriculture section. We didn't have a business and agriculture section as separate entities last year, which is a huge asset. Lots of stuff about Brexit, things that are topical. A lot of stuff about beef, the farming industry, stuff that is important to people, especially to people in the county of Limerick. Fantastic. And I know this isn't your first go of being the production manager. Um, can you tell us something about your experience before this? I used to do the layout and design, which is the same thing 
uh, for On Focal, the campus newspaper. The only difference really was the name of the role, so I'm kind of well-versed in, in this, which I don't mind because it's what I enjoy. And I think it really did help me out. I have my own style kind of made out and I really feel like even though my words aren't on the page, I can still see myself on every page. And I suppose, is this something you can see yourself doing in years to come? Is it something that you'd love to pursue? Maybe. I'd love to get into magazine journalism and magazine layout and design. It's just even more room to be creative, even more room to be innovative and to try something new. With newspaper, this year especially, we've tried to bring in some more innovative qualities but it's hard. It's a newspaper. People are expecting a certain layout. But I have tried my best to put my interest in that side of journalism into this newspaper. Fantastic, Amy. Well, best of luck tomorrow and congratulations. It's a fabulous paper. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it. That was the mood of the room. That was the excitement, the nervousness, the hard work, probably a little bit of stress thrown in there. That was existing in the newsroom last week when I went in to see some of the editors as they were at work. As I said, the paper is out tomorrow, the 6th of December, around the shelves of Limerick. Keep your eyes out. Um, of course, online content is still going to be up, so be sure to keep an eye on our social medias. But from me personally, thank you so much for listening to this series. I hope you enjoyed. Um, a lot of the bits we covered are timeless, so be sure to listen back, look up some of your favourite bits, share it with a friend. I'm sure the Limerick Voice podcast will be back next year bigger and better than ever in the meantime though thank you so much for listening and um it's been a blast